This is Ashley Kelsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 68. Welcome to Modern Renegades podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Hello, renegades. How are you today? I am doing really, really well. No complaints. Lucky for you. I want to talk about breakups today. Do you ever notice what happens when someone decides to break it off with you? What happens to your brain? I think I know you know. If there's one thing the brain is good at, it's cataloging and memorizing all the things that feel horrible, right? Just think back to the last time someone said the words, I don't want to be with you. This relationship isn't what I'm looking for. I know I said I thought this was it, but I just don't see it that way anymore. After we throw up in our mouths a little and feel 17 different shades of anger, disbelief, what the fuck, shock, but you said, we find ourselves unable to really hear or see anything outside of our minds, our thoughts, the constant replays, the thought errors, the what did I say? What did I do? We were so good until we entered the vortex. I got too clingy. I was too available. You start to look for ways to fix it. If I give him the time he needs, let him know the way I was, the way I am, I'm changing that. You try to figure out what it is that they need you to do or say to fix it. Make it go back. And then you realize there's no going back. And so you get off this ride of action and task and trying to change and onto the ride of broken dreams and despair with just a hint of shame. I'm so tired of this being the ending. I feel like I've exhausted every possibility. I've hoped more times than I can count. I'm embarrassed that this has been my life, looking for, pursuing the one. I hate that it's not more, that it's not the perfect love story that was worth holding out for. I hate that I believed him telling me he had never stopped thinking about me. And all you can think is that you're alone again. Something is wrong with you. You'll never find the one. My client's words, your words, my friend's words, my own words, they all land like this. When it's heartache over a breakup, we have the kind of ruptures that have you selling your car that you used to make love in. You'll start dining out on the other side of town, running marathons, swapping gold for silver, changing your career. You vow to never do it again, be this person who you don't even recognize, but you're also so confused because you became the person they wanted you to be and what the fuck, it wasn't enough. Now what? I'll tell you what, we aren't doing that anymore. Instead, we're going to follow the renegade's guide to breaking up and approach it with our modern brain. Okay, so let's just start with renaming the process. Let's just delete breakup. Let's call it new beginnings. (laughs) new beginning. A time to build up rather than break down and lose your mind. This is my kind of party. Let's get the fuck off the struggle bus. Okay, shall we? Okay, so 
I don't know if we're going to call these numbers or steps, but let's start with, let's go with (sighs) number one. This person leaving you doesn't mean you'll be alone forever. Being here again doesn't mean you've gone backwards. Your dream or the idea of love in a relationship is not over. Spend time consciously letting go of this other person and holding on tight to the dream or the idea of finding the one. Don't be so quick to convince yourself that this future doesn't exist. It just doesn't with this one person. Number two, rather than focusing on the breakup, let's take a look at the entire picture. The breakup in this pain is one slice of the entire relationship. Let's zoom out, look at it as a whole, all of its parts, and ask yourself, in what ways did I experience this relationship that were new for me? Was there anything in particular that happened that made this relationship different? What did they show me about me, even in the arguments? I mean, especially, where did I find myself hurt, other level angry? Why? What can I learn about myself in these moments? Where did I learn to love harder, show up more vulnerably? Was I able to open up in a new way? Did I honor my values and priorities? Was I true to myself? What feelings and thoughts did I experience that were new for me this time? Mm, There's so much juicy juice here, renegades, but you have to stay in your sovereign self, true to you, and stick with the facts to collect this data. Remember, like I say, math. It's all math. No drama. What are the facts? Give yourself credit for what you brought to the relationship. This is that self-care, loving yourself so fucking hard when someone else is choosing not to. How hard can you love yourself? Look for all the ways you dated differently rather than trying to figure out what's wrong with him, why he couldn't commit, what you should have said instead. It's really just a waste of your time and energy. The only person you can figure out is you. I want you to answer those questions I asked and create new thoughts to think throughout this new beginning and repeat them like your life depends on it. Renegades, the brain is going to want to stay on default. The story you're used to thinking, it never works out for me. I'm here again. Something's wrong with me. Stop it. You've got to override this motherfucker with new thoughts. This default thinking is a habit. It's not you. These aren't facts. They're optional thoughts. Choose thoughts that help you move through this pain, not the ones that keep you suffering. All you have to do is say them when the other thoughts come up, and it's only a matter of time until your brain starts believing. I believed him when he said words. This relationship started and ended. I practiced feeling safe and now know how it feels. I let my guard down and experienced myself trusting I opened up to having sex in a new way. I honored my boundaries and used my voice. You will have days where you want to send a text, crawl in bed and cry, drink to numb. But before you take any of these actions, I want you to check in with your thoughts. What am I thinking right now that is leading me to want to react like this? How will I feel after I fire off a text, lose a day in bed, or hungover? Is this the response I want to choose? Play it all out. Then go back to your new thoughts that you created on all the amazing ways that you've evolved and leveled up in this relationship and see how you can operate from there. 
Observe the reaction. Choose the response. Do it like your life depends on it. Number three, every person we encounter is going to show us a mirror, our shadow, our needs, our ego, all the stuff we don't want to see beyond the excitement of dating and the highs of lovemaking. Once the layers start to unlayer, we begin to reveal more and more. In this vulnerability, we either run or dig in. When the relationship has completed itself, we can spend time trying to figure out them, what they meant, and we are quite analytical and critical of why they did this and how they were wrong. I want you to make a U-turn. When you find yourself reflecting on their behavior, consider going back to your ways of unlayering. You have revealed so much about you here. It doesn't really matter what they have done, what you think they are thinking. What matters is that you, when you choose to think this way, it hurts you. When you think about them and trying to figure them out, you can't focus on yourself. It distracts you from you and the present. You want to tend to yourself as quickly as possible. I've been reading Shantaram and the first opening chapter, the first sentences, it, oh, it blew me away. It took me a long time and most of the world to learn what I know about love and fate and the choices we make, but the heart of it came to me in an instant while I was chained to a wall and being tortured. I realized somehow throughout the screaming in my mind that even in that shackled, bloody helplessness, I was still free, free to hate the men who were torturing me or to forgive them. It doesn't sound like much, I know. But in a flinch in the bite of the chain, when it's all you've got, that freedom is a universe of possibility. And the choice you make between hating and forgiving can become the story of your life. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to purify your perspective, renegades. Is what I'm believing true? Is there another way of seeing them? If I believed this, we'll call it breakup, was the right thing for me, how would I experience it differently than I am? How do I tend to my needs and nurture myself? How can I approach processing my pain and remain present to my life? In what ways can I support myself and still show up for others? Can I forgive and focus on healing? Number four, your brain is designed to be on default. And I was just talking about this, but I want you to be incredibly mindful that just because you have a plan in place to find new thoughts doesn't mean you will start to automatically believe them or feel instant enlightenment and change overnight. Your brain is efficient at staying in this default mode. It doesn't want to think new thoughts or believe in new things because that requires extra energy. It's work. This is your work. You have to keep repeating these new thoughts and break the habit of the original thinking, which requires the constant practice. You will get discouraged, but you are not broken. These are just sentences in your brain. You don't have to believe them. I encourage you not to subscribe. You just watch them pass by. And you may think, I'm never going to believe that this is okay. This is when we offer the brain a new thought, like today I'm practicing believing the thought, this is going to be okay. Some days you will just be with the thought. Know that nothing has gone wrong. Continue to practice the new belief with love. I'm telling you, 
these are the times you learn to love yourself harder than anyone will ever be able to. Now that we have a clear plan on how to manage your mind, I want you to follow this process for your emotions. By following these steps, you will learn how to flow a little more freely through the process. It's going to require, again, more love and compassion for you than you've probably ever had to practice. It's going to require you to be soft, emotional, and a bit disciplined. Step one, (laughs) surrender to what you are feeling. Don't tell yourself everything is fine, that you're going to be okay. You're lying to yourself. The truth is you don't feel okay. You're not fine. You don't believe this is for the best right now. Watch the thoughts you're having. Identify how they make you feel. Allow those feelings to wash over your body. With as much love and kindness and compassion you can muster, hold space for you to feel the emotions. Describe and narrate in detail what is happening in your body. An emotion is a vibration that goes through. Acknowledge, this is me processing pain. When you're labeling it, ask yourself, does it move fast, slow, heavy, light, soft, static? Is there a color? Get very close to what this feeling and emotion feels like in the body. Step three, create a daily practice of rituals or routines that bring you home to your body in the present. Trust that self-love and care is the antidote. Four, move your body. If you're too tired and in despair, consider a walk. I call that a wind bath while listening to slow moving songs. If you're angry, Rage to Wolf Like Me by TV on the radio. If you are sad, Tori Amos. Mama Gina teaches you are sensitive to your body, to yourself. You're listening to what people call intuition, but it's deeper. Pussy is deeper than that because if you think about the clitoris and its 8,000 nerve endings, it integrates more information than any other part of your body. If you're tuned into your pussy, you're integrating information from your conscious, your unconscious, your peripheral nervous system, your neocortex, and your hypothalamus. I don't think I just said that right. All of that is working on our behalf like a proper little brain sensing and empowering you. Women have this thing where when you're feeling truly yourself, you can sense things. But when we women shut down, we lose our intuition. Renegades, stay turned on. The sense of yourself, your connection to you can get deeper through this process. This is the good stuff. This is the intimacy that we want to create, the one with ourselves, the one that no one can penetrate. You just fall more in love with who you're becoming. You welcome this new version of you. You won't feel the need to hide from potential heartbreak. You have created a container and developed a new capacity to experience these feelings, these ruptures renegades. I know it's not easy, but there are other ways to approach it. And they start by focusing on you. I also want you to know, I love you. If you have any questions, just place that hand on your pussy. She knows. Otherwise, email me. I'm here to guide you home. Until next week. Take care. Hey, Renegades, if you're finding the tools and concepts I'm sharing each week about your brain on dating, you won't want to miss out on working with me one-on-one. I've just launched my program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup, and in just eight weeks, you won't question if you can trust yourself to date or why you can't find the one. Head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to learn more about it and how you can work with me. 
Let's learn how to lose ourselves in the moment, not the man. <laughs>